picnic blanket. Genius. I was just gonna lay down newspaper. It's the blanket my grandmother used to court my grandfather. Yeah? That's pretty hot. Good morning, Greendale. <laughs> it is. Why did we choose an intro that is unison? Because I'm we Mike. never had to record remotely in the entirety of the time we did Back to the Futurama. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today, uh, these are your morning <laughs> announcements. And today... One, one recording session where we can't sit in the same room and we're all broken inside. It's great. We're, we're talking about season one, episode eight, home economics. And uh, we are recording remotely for the first time ever. Well, that's uh, not true. We've recorded... We recorded a Back to the Futurama uh, remotely. Did we? I don't remember which one it was, but I'm sure somebody will tell us which one it was. But I do remember because it was uh, Portland Had Snow. Okay. I remember the time that Portland had snow and you didn't have a recording option and we had to cancel on Max and I felt bad about it. I do remember that, but I do remember there was once that I had a recording option and we took it. And I remember okay. the, because we did a uh, unison outro for Back to the Futurama and it was just as awkward as what we just did. Excellent. Um, okay. I stand corrected. This is our second time recording remotely ever um because we are all social distancing and that includes podcasting we're doing our part flatten that curve and i like so the this, fact that this is going to come out a week from now uh so this is going to be this is going to be a bit weird and yes anyways we're talking about community season one episode eight home economics now ben i have a question for you Yes. Did you remember this episode having a reference to quarantine in it? Because I realized that was <laughs> too real. Too real. That that one very specific line is topical, as it turns out. I was not expecting that, and yet here we are. We got the one episode of Community that uses <laughs> the word quarantine ever. Somehow I feel like there's another one that uses quarantine somewhere because they're always doing something wild. No, I, I'm actually 90% sure there is spe very specifically an episode that uses the <laughs> word quarantine quite a bit. And we will get to that in season three. Well, here's hoping it's we're a not ways down the line. Well, here's hoping we're still not social distancing at that point. Uh-huh. Now that is too real. That is too real. I, had, I read some articles today and I feel bad about it. Although, uh... <laughs> elizabeth and i were like if we get <laughs> if we get quarantined for like four weeks we can just do two whole seasons of a, Bo a bojack horseman podcast that's what else are we gonna do with our time <laughs> yeah i mean what else uh i look forward to uh, uh that's not my jam and i appreciate the fact that uh, it was asked of us, and then you're like, it's not it's not Mike's jam. And I'm like, I didn't even have to come in on this one. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, uh-huh. So we've been podcasting together for uh, like three, almost four years. Something like Four that, years huh? in October. I know a thing or two about you. The number of Futurama <laughs> episodes, you were like, oh man, like just, it got so dark. And I'm like, did it? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, yeah, it got dark. We we have different opinions about our entertainment. I'll say that. 
but we've got we've got a good middle part of that venn diagram and in that venn diagram lives futurama and community Mm -hmm. and steven universe yes i don't know how much of steven universe future you've watched but boy it's getting real i've not watched any of it it's real i don't know where to watch it i found Um, it on the cartoon network app um, it is the worst app in the history of life (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Tell me how you really feel about the Cartoon Network app. It's terrible. Should we talk I about like, community or okay, go ahead. No, I like how we get quarantined for a week and we are just off the freaking rails. Um everything's a disaster. I cut the whole thing out, but my dad called literally in the middle of recording <laughs> this podcast. I, I did tweet about it while your dad was on the phone with you. Oh, fantastic. So, so uh, now people that, are going to be like, wait, I didn't even notice when Ben was on the phone with his dad. During that time, I went and poured myself a glass of whiskey. I uh, also I also refer to that as saying, I have wine while Ben has whiskey. So it's going fantastic. Happy March 2020. <laughs> Nothing will date this podcast like, like this t- very specific. J- we suddenly need to record <laughs> remotely rant. In which my dad called and I got whiskey and let's and talk about community. Even, and it's not even <laughs> snowing outside, which it literally did this weekend. Boy, howdy. Um, what a weird world we're living in. Well, here's here's our part. Hey, cheers. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about eventually, we're finally, <laughs> finally talking about you know, for season us, one, it seems like it's been a while, but you know, for because you cut at least seven minutes there, it's well, going to seem audio, very quick. We had audio problems. To I also referenced that <laughs> we we tried to start recording at six. Uh, it is now six thirty nine. So phenomenal. We're doing. Um, you know what? We're doing great at this. It's a good season, thing we paused our Patreon this week. If you'd like to to <laughs> sign up for our Patreon, that we we paused for you. Uh, it's on our website. Season one, episode eight, Home Economics. It starts out in Spanish class, and Jeff is cold asleep. Like, the, yeah, this uh, he's just he, his mouth is open and everything. Um, he he's not paying attention to the lesson where uh, Senior Chang is telling everyone to use everybody else's Spanish names. So, did you you took Spanish? Yeah, I did. Yes. Did you have a Spanish name? No, not that I remember. Your class didn't do the the Spanish name. I don't. I don't. Things. I don't remember it. To be honest okay. with you, um, I was just Benjamin. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with, assuming I'd be Miguel. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people chose just like really different Spanish hmm. names for class. Um, but I don't know. I was just curious if you were like, man, I I chose my awesome Spanish name. I was Jefe. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I don't I don't remember that, but it was also I I think you took a little bit more of it than I did, and I also don't remember any of it. So, you know, I I, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast, but I do remember watching like Finding Nemo a lot. Right. So yeah, they're they're throwing stuff into Jeff's mouth. Senior Chang is into it. Senior Chang thinks it's freaking hilarious. It's the funniest thing for Senior Chang. He is like. He makes this big dramatic moment of shouting at Jeff, like very close to Jeff's face to wake him up. Yeah, Jeff looks really disheveled. He does. He's he's usually a very uh, well put together, attractive yeah. man. 
and now he's a very disheveled, attractive man. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Uh, as uh, Senior Chang dismisses the class and everybody's leaving, uh, Troy cho- shows Tr- Shirley that he's Annie's backpack and kind of like hops <laughs> on her back a little bit. And Annie enjoys it with a playful, stop it, Troy, with, with a little bit of giggling. Uh-huh. It's, very, is- it's very much flirting from Annie's perspective. It is such a weird thing to do to another human being to be like, sup, I'm a backpack. It is such a teenager thing to do because <laughs> I could definitely in a like 20 years ago being like, I probably did that to a girl I liked. You you pretended to be their backpack. To yeah, be probably. Like, I'm I'm sup, baby, te- I'm into you. I'm your backpack now. As you Put can things tell into me. As you could tell, well, first off, that, that's something that James will enjoy. Uh, James Wilcox will enjoy. Uh, second, uh, I wasn't uh, the smoothest uh, person to try to uh, to court objects of my affection. So, yeah, I probably did that. I like how this podcast is bit by bit just devolving into the two of us talking about how we have no game. You know what? <laughs> when, you talk about what you know, Ben. You talk about what you know. And yet, we're both in committed relationships. Go us. Fantastic. We did it somehow. <laughs> this has been Mike and Ben pat themselves on the back for having no game and yet being in re- committed relationships, Corner. You know how we manage that? We are both with very smart women who go for what they want. And for some reason, that's us. For some reason, that's us. Yeah, they, they looked at us and it's like, yeah, that's good. It Almost, almost the way they, they like... I assume people go to the grocery store, um, certainly in the past, who knows about the future, but they go to the grocery store and they look at an avocado and it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And they throw it in their cart. <laughs> That's us, right. Ben. So uh, they hey, are leaving. Hey, pretty good is not bad. It works out for, pretty well for me, the mediocre avocado. So <laughs> <laughs> they are leaving. <laughs> Now I'm only thinking of you as a as a superhero, the mediocre avocado. Um, it's very funny to me. They are leaving Spanish class, and Troy is like, so let's say that there are two friends, and they're in the same class, and one wants to ask the other one out, and it is this big setup that, that Annie thinks is about Annie. Yes. Particularly after that whole Annie's backpack thing. Right. Flirting, you know, doing all that other stuff. That's the way she is taking it. And I do not blame her for that. No. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, A, you know, having a crush already makes you pretty blind uh, to anything your crush does because you immediately assume it's about you. Exactly. Also, like, he's he's setting up for something big, right? And so he's like, let's say one wants to do that. Like, what would what sort of date would you propose, preferably something within biking distance from uh, his parents' house? It turns out that there is going to be an event uh, on campus called A Night Under the Stars, and she suggests a picnic. He's like, yeah. Cool. I bet Randy would love that type of thing. Randy? Oh, I thought... Uh... Oh, you thought, I can't believe I misled you like that. Listen, Randy can be the name of a guy or a girl. And in this case, it is definitely a girl. I love this exchange a lot because it is 
so supremely awkward. It's very awkward, yes. But Troy does not even begin to understand that it is awkward. <laughs> I do. It's, yeah, that's true. That's the best way to describe this. Like, he, I mean, he's like, like, he, he catches a whiff of that awkwardness. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Randy can be a girl's name, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. It's very good. It's very awkward. And I just, it, Troy, Troy, at least in the early going, is very, very good. And I think he, he, uh, he's pretty good going forward. But in the early setting, he's very, very good at being just the most oblivious to everything. Absolutely. Jeff and Britta, meanwhile, are talking about something. I didn't even know what, because then Vaughn shows up. Yeah, I do like that. Sorry, not to back up a little bit, but Annie does say, you're welcome. And I hate you. And I want to have your children. It's like, Annie, oh, sweetheart. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. There, she's, her, it's a big, it's a big, big crush. Yeah. Allison Brie plays it fantastically. She does. You are 100% in that like we've all been there of like oh i love him and he do- barely knows my name we've we've all been there where the guy doesn't know her name it's true jeff and britta are talking i think she's calling him out on like being kind of disheveled he's only shaved half his face etc he's and trying to play it off like he's being a fashion icon he deflects by being like hey there's vaughn and vaughn comes back and hooray I love the sort of transition Vaughn has taken since being broken up with. Uh, he is, he, he just, the look on his face is just like, I hate the world and the world hates me. Yeah, it's basically like he's become a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair, like yes. his, his introduction in this episode is not great because Pierce is like, who is Vaughn? Oh yeah, the guy with the tiny nips you did it with. Right. So not great. Not great start to it. He does also call Britta toxic and by saying you're like the exact opposite of an antioxidant. Which I think is just an oxidant. <laughs> I think it does do that, yeah. But you know what? Based on the re- the situation that happened the first time we met when we met Vaughn and everything went down, it's hard to argue that it may not be Britta's toxicness, but her, the group is toxic towards people that are not in the group. And I think that's a theme that we come back to in community a lot. Yes. And you know what they say? One bad apple makes all the other apples laugh about tiny nipples and bad poetry. It's a very common expression. Very common. I hear it all the time. Vaughn is also off to band practice. Mm-hmm. Um which i don't did did we know i mean he i think he was playing guitar last time but did we know he was in a band before this episode Uh, i don't think he we knew he was in a band uh it might have been a band that started afterwards after that episode or i'm not sure maybe maybe he's like i mean i think we've all been there too right we get broken up with we immediately start a a like reggae uh influenced band of course Mm -hmm. it's it's the american dream Mm-hmm. You, those those uh, two and four backbeats, they just they really soothe the soul of a broken heart. It's true. When someone treats you like the opposite of an antioxidant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that. 
You have some green tea, the tightest of beverages, or some the tightest of beverages. Uh-huh. I'm not having. <laughs> I am having wine though, so pretty tight. Um, Pierce offers to talk to Vaughn because he's like, you know what? Maybe a little like you know, man to man talk will mm-hmm. help because you know we're men. We don't think about whether we've got chubby thighs or you know whatever. We don't let our emotions get in the way. Yeah, that's really sexist um that being said britta tells him do not talk to vaughn right she does put it in very specific terms mm-hmm. do not talk to vaughn and he says that is girl for talk to vaughn uh, i do want to point out that next to that i put a poop emoji in my notes <laughs> excellent good use of the poop emoji did I go to Emojipedia to find it? Because I couldn't remember exactly how to pull up the emoji keyboard on my Mac. I did. I went to Emojipedia for that. There's a shortcut key and I can never remember what it is. And then even when I remember what it is, it doesn't seem to work for me. Yeah, I thought it was like option space, but it didn't work for me. And I was like, man, what is it? And I just said, whatever. I know how to get to Emojipedia. Mm-hmm. So, somebody's going to tweet at us being like, you... Come on, guys. You both have Macs now. You have to know <laughs> these things. You guys are you guys are dinguses. Well, um, you knew that from the listening to the podcast. It cuts to Jeff driving up to campus, and uh, he parks kind of um, away from everything, and he he walks over and pulls some clothes out of his trunk, and he's got a toothbrush, and he is just changing and. Surely and, and trying to freshen up a little bit with a yeah. uh, with some water and you know underarms and stuff at, yeah. like that. Shirley and Britta see him doing this and first of all Shirley is like are you sure you don't want a piece of that because like damn fair point. Hard and to argue what? that Joel McHale is a, he's a handsome guy. He's a very handsome guy. He's and he's a handsome built. guy with his shirt on. He's a handsome guy with his shirt off. He's built regular sized nipples. Regular I'm glad we focused <laughs> on the regular size nipples. Shirley is like, like Britta has no idea what's going on. And Shirley's like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. My husband did that. Uh, that time he accidentally called me Valerie. That boy's living in his car. It's good to have some Shirley backstory. Everything about Shirley's backstory is either a like fire hose of too much information <laughs> about two bland orgasms. Sure. Or it's like. This tiny little bit of drip of information that's like, oh, yeah, one time I made my husband sleep in his car because he called me Valerie. Moving on. Yeah, for a month. <laughs> that's a long time. That's it, a long yes. time. So uh, we get uh, the intro, which is the short version of the intro. Yeah, it was weird that we got the short one. It's always weird. We cut to the study room. They just had so many jokes to get in this episode. So many jokes. Maybe they were also having audio issues. Ooh, maybe they were. their dad called in the middle of recording. So. (laughs) Whose dad? Community's dad. Oh, Dan Harmon called (laughs) Community. I like the idea that Dan Harmon's not on set on his sitcom he's just like somewhere else he just he calls he's and it offers uh financial advice to his his television show exactly i mean you know why if you want a job you know um you gotta you gotta follow up you gotta call them back um and then community is like dad application specifically said not to call they'll call us and then dan Harmon's like well you know you got to show that you're a real go-getter and then community is like okay Harmon. And then 
<laughs> I like how community just calls him Harmon. <laughs> well, I was going to say Boomer, but he's not old enough to That's be a true. Boomer. I don't think. I like how we're putting this on Dan Harmon so much. It's very funny to mm-hmm. me. Dan Harmon <laughs> age. Uh, he is 47, decidedly not a Decidedly boomer. not. That would put him in Gen X, right? Yes. Okay. So um, we go to the study room. Pierce is talking about how he lived in his car for a bit in the 70s. And it was great because he would just have sex with a lot of women uh, in the back of the car. Also, there were no safety standards back then. So you know what that means. No condoms. You know, back before AIDS, sex was like shaking hands. Hence AIDS. I do like Abed. Is Yeah, he's just sitting there with this. He's playing with a cootie catcher. Which is, I feel like, a little bit meta, given the intro. Right. Feels and right for Abed. He just pops in long enough to be like, well, yeah, dummy. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, wrap your tool. Just saying. Abed knows what's up. I, first off, love the what you just said. Abed says, wrap your tool. Oh, boy. What a good motto. Um, I do love, uh, yeah, you're right. Abed's delivery of this line is so good because it's almost like, well, you just stop. And it's the best, like, Abed is not going to be able to do, you know, the usual, like, snarkiness. It's just like, hence AIDS. Pierce also announces that he has talked to Vaughn for Britta, despite Britta's insistence that Mm -hmm. he does not. And uh, Vaughn wasn't really interested in talking about it. But the good news is now Pierce is the keyboardist for Vaughn's band. Uh, Jeff comes in and is like, I can't wait for the band to hear about this. Everybody kind of looks around like, you know, it's time to talk to Jeff about him living in the car. And Britta starts out with like, you know, we were just talking about how in today's economy and Shirley's just like living in your car, living in your car. You are living in your car. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not good at being coy. It's such a good read. It's so (laughs) funny the way she just like bursts out and she's like, I'm not good at being coy. It's like yeah well, well yeah like correct not, you're not you're not, not it's not that you're not good at being coy you are like if coy was an oxidant uh, no if coy was an antioxidant <laughs> then you are the opposite of a coy antioxidant yep just like they say uh <laughs> uh <laughs> oh so man. jeff is like, nah, you know, I'm not living in my car. I'm just sleeping in it for a couple of days while I work out a little issue with the condo board. I've got some fees to pay, and then they'll put my lock back on the door. Everyone's kind of like, well, you know, I wish I could help, but... Uh, and Abed steps up, and he's like, you know, you could live in the dorm with me, which, first of all... I did not go to a community college. Is it a thing that... Do community colleges have dorms? From what I understand, generally, no. Okay. There's a lot of things that community college do not do that they do in community. Like a four-year degree and... Yes, generally, no. (laughs) And having dorms. So... But I, I think this is mostly the dean trying to be like, look, we're a real school. How much of Dean saying that we're like a real university is justification for things like dorms and four-year degrees? 
uh, for the show itself. At least 95%. Because, yeah, I was always like, man, it's so, like, I love community. I really do. But it's so weird how they're like, oh, yeah, no, we have dorms and four-year degrees. And I'm only just now realizing that, yeah, maybe it's the dean being like, well, what does a real university have? They have four-year degrees. They have dorms. We can we can throw those in. Yeah, no problem. They do not have announcements, and yet... I am just going to, real quick, Google, <laughs> Big do Google's community... Okay, that's freaking terrifying, because I got to do community, and then Google autofilled to do community colleges have dorms. I <laughs> they are listening. Hate, I hate Google. <laughs> Why would you say something that mean against our uh, our Google overlords? Um, I love you, Google. There is a list of community colleges with on-campus housing, so um, it does appear that it is a thing that does exist. Oh, neat! Most community colleges in the United States do not offer on-campus housing for students. These institutions were established primarily to provide low-cost education for students who commute from their homes. Um, But then uh, there are some that do provide it. There's actually a whole Wikipedia article, list of community colleges in the United States with campus housing. That is why. That is. You know what? Actually, no, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that feels like a good Wikipedia article. There's a Wikipedia article for everything. So yet not for us yet. Well, that's so, true. uh, yeah. Abed offers to have Jeff live in the dorm with him. Um, and Jeff is like the next person to offer me to offer me pity or charity will be mentioned by name in my suicide note. And I feel like we learn an awful lot about Jeff in that one sentence. Yes. It's a very dark joke to be making here, Jeff. It's dark enough that Shirley, like, looks shocked. If she had pearls, she would clutch them. Yes, it is definitely a, a pearl-clutching situation. If she wore a monocle, it would drop into a conveniently located champagne glass that she sure. was holding at that exact moment. Of course. And uh, so as they're leaving, Troy... Doesn't no, no, know. no other rich people things you want to suggest. I don't know what rich people do. That's true. They drop um, their caviar spoon into the the bowl of caviar that's on the table next to their gold plated lobster. See, I see. I, I also don't know rich things. <laughs> you panic, and I lost that, it at the end. That was sounding good, and then <laughs> you went to gold plated lobster, and now I'm like, okay, I get why people want to be rich. I don't even have a lobster, let alone a gold-plated one. Think about the luxury of having lobster. Now think about the luxury of having a gold-plated lobster. Gold Are we googling that? <laughs> plated lobster. <laughs> lobster clasps are a thing in jewelry, as I've just discovered. Because okay. this is a this is a legitimate Ben Google's this corner and learns things. It's true. I've learned some things. Ooh, here is a large gold-plated rhinestone lobster brooch. Brooch? Brooch. Brooch. <laughs> I think it's a brooch. It's a brooch. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? Gold-plated lobster doing? earrings. We are slowly losing our minds as we are quarantined off from the rest of the world. It's like th- day two. <laughs> the thing 
that I do love is that every podcast ever is going through this right now. And so every <laughs> podcast is going to be just as weird. We're entering true. the weird times, my friends. I mean, some podcasts were already in the weird times, and then this is just going to make it even weirder. I can't Troy wait to see what 99% Invisible sounds like. <laughs> He's already done a whole podcast where he describes things in his house. That's... <laughs> that. If that doesn't sound like cabin fever, I do not know what it is. Troy does not know what to do for this picnic, and he asks Annie for some help. And she is just... You can see in her face, she's like, I don't want to do this, but if I do this, I will be in his good graces. Mm -hmm. It's and a net like win for me. And in the background, Shirley looks like she, if she had laser vision, <laughs> I'm painting a really weird picture of Shirley where she has pearls to clutch, a monocle to drop, and laser vision. But if she I, had no, laser I'm vision, here for it. She would be melting Annie's face as we speak. Because she's going to do the thing that she doesn't want her to do. And she uh, says, yeah, I'll help you shop for it. So later on, out in the quad, Jeff is looking at his own condo listed on the internet for sale mm -hmm. on a laptop. Um, and Britta comes up and he's just like, hey, you want to see my place? Because like, it's so good. Look at these faucets they're handcrafted in italy uh she points out they would go great with a home which you no longer have there is a quick cut over to his car um because she's like that's your home and i do want to point out i the only reason i'm bringing up his car is because it has a license plate on it and it's a very generic white license plate that is not at all a colorado license plate that's the only reason i'm bringing up the car moving on oh we don't want to go further on this uh, Colorado license plates are green and white uh, with green mountains. Uh, or no, they used to be green mountains. And then um, around the year 2000, they changed to white mountains with a green sky. But they're green and white in either case, not generic white. This looks more like a Texas license plate. Okay. Um, but I was f so far away, I couldn't see if it had like, you know, the little uh, 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 Texas like steer uh, head, uh, head kind of icon that it's got. Um, but it's just a generic white license plate that just really took me out of this whole Colorado thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I uh, didn't notice this in the slightest. Not even a little bit. But well, I also so, didn't grow up in Colorado. <laughs> so honestly, even when shows don't take place in my home state... I have a weird thing where I notice license plates on cars a lot because okay. a lot of times shows are not filmed where they take place. Sure. Absolutely. And so they might be like, oh, this show takes place in Pennsylvania. So we get like one Pennsylvanian license plate to put on the main character's car. And then literally everyone else on the road has California plates. If you're looking quick enough. Sure. You know, stuff like that. Um, it's just, I notice a lot of very weird details. It's not always about Colorado. It's not, but in this it's case, not always about Colorado, but this, this time it is. This time. <laughs> Britta suggests that he can actually grow from this experience because, you know, by reducing what he has, he can, he can take stock of like what's important. Mm. 
And which is probably not the bidet, which is apparently for resale value and Saturday afternoons. Um, as someone who has used a bidet, like there's no shame in that. Like that's fair. He, he acts. He acts like he would never use this on his bum. But let me tell you, a bidet, pretty great. I have never used one. I am interested. I feel like this is when we should plug our uh, our friends at Stool Pigeons, a wonderful podcast all about poop. They would appreciate your use of the poop emoji earlier. See? Exactly. It's all coming together specifically for stool pigeons. On this, a non-stool pigeons podcast. The thing I do like about Britta as a character, um, she does say a lot of the unpopular stuff a lot of times because like losing your condo uh, with its expensive Italian faucets and a bidet would suck a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. But she is she is willing to say the unpopular things that sometimes, not always, because she is definitely a broken clock, but sure. sometimes says the things that it's like, oh, she actually has a really, really good point. She is being a fantastic friend here to a guy who is not always a very good friend to her. She is Absolutely. giving very sound advice. You know, I mean, she has like... in her bank account. There's not much she can do to help directly, but she is actually being a very good person in this moment. And so I, I appreciate that about Britta. I do think she's kind of an underrated character sometimes. Yeah. I think that's, this is the best parts of Britta. Like, you know, she kind of gets, uh, to continue on the joke, uh, pooped on a lot. Um, but you know, like she does say sometimes the unpopular thing that is actually good advice, like maybe downgrading could be a chance to grow as a person or become one. Um, Jeff interpret, misinterprets this as her saying she's attracted to quote bums, end quote. I mean, based on what he's seen, uh, accurate though. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, this is when Britta takes kind of offense to that goes to leave and says, Hey, your home is being towed. I also do assume here, and I, I don't know the specific production or intended order, based on him being like, sup, you're still into me, uh, I assume this was probably meant to be aired before last week's episode? Yes, probably. Uh, the I, I think you, you've looked at the uh, production codes a little bit, a little bit beforehand, um, and a couple episodes ago should have been much later in the series or something like that. So, um, I mean the production code doesn't necessarily mean, well, that's fair, uh, order. Plus, uh, this is actually, so this is production code one Oh seven. The last episode was one Oh six. So that's fair. Um, it just, it does seem like the story kind of does this kind of weird, like yo-yo of like, well, where, cause, cause last week we were talking about Slater. Right. And now and much Slater's like, nowhere to be found. Much like Poochie, anytime Slater's not around, every character should be asking, where's Slater? Where is Slater? I absolutely agree. I don't know what I love making Poochie references. Anyways. It's a good reference. I, I think it's a very good reference. Later on at Abed's, Jeff knocks on the door and uh, he's like, he says, you know, uh, uh, can I stay with you? Um, you know, because his, his house just got towed. Right. Abed's watching old cartoons and eating cereal. Uh, this is the first time we get a look at Abed's dorm room. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dorm room. 
it looks like a dorm room. He has posters. All of his posters are from movies. Uh, he has Stand By Me and Back to the Future and Short Circuit 2, uh, which is a draw. And he's he's just, you know, watching cartoons and eating cereal. Uh, he also has a really old-looking orange corduroy couch, which is like quintessential college. I also had yes. a very old orange couch <laughs> in college. Uh, so I can appreciate that. That's fair. Uh, Jeff is liquidating his assets, uh, which apparently are issues of Spider-Man, which are in mint condition. This, so let's assume for a moment that Jeff is being 100% on the up and up that he owns mint condition Spider-Man comics. Do you think this says something about his childhood specifically? Um, Because he does not come off as a nerd in present day form. That is true. I will say that, I mean, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because uh, he does talk about being raised by TV. Mm -hmm. So it feels like he probably has at least dabbled in that kind of nerd-esque territory because of that situation. Mm -hmm. So I could see him being like, you know, he's also very much, you know, materialistic that he would buy these mint condition spider-mans and cold them but they're probably not like spider-man number one they're probably like spider-man number 200 or something Mm -hmm. i don't even know where we're at but like but like ones that are not super popular okay so you're thinking it's sort of a trip back to like he he got money as an adult and so he went back to nostalgia town and he got spider-man comics yeah possibly okay i can see that it's just sort of a weird draw i think for jeff to have mint condition spider-man comics because he was literally just talking about handcrafted italian faucets earlier sure and i'm not saying a nerd can't be into handcrafted italian faucets but like i feel like the same person who makes that big of a point about it is going to be like you know like spider-man is a, a thing for kids so why would i ever own such a thing Right. Uh, he also describes it probably to avoid copyright, but you know, he does describe it as a man that has the power and strength of a spider. So he might be, he might've just bought them as assets and been like, I can turn these around for a profit. Okay. It's also a possibility. He asks Abed, he's like, don't you want anything more out of life than eating cereal? Um, and uh, Abed's off, response. Abed talks about special drink, which is great. Right. Abed's immediately response is, Sometimes I pour hot chocolate mix into cold milk and drink it like hot, uh, like cold hot chocolate. I call it special drink. Uh, Jeff tells him he'll soon know it as its real name, diabetes. I love that that's Abed's immediate response is to be like, it's not just about cereal. It's about special drink. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to know what you're about. And I, I mean, this is actually Abed literally saying, I know what I'm about and I'm, I'm fine with that. It's true. Where Jeff doesn't know what he's all about? Because then he immediately makes a response, uh, makes a reference to Overboard, starring Goldie Hawn and Mm -hmm. uh, Kurt Russell, by saying that Jeff is Goldie Hawn. He thought he had it good because he spent a lot of money and got manicures all the time. But really, now that he's free of all of that, he finds that what really makes him happy is raising four kids with Kurt Russell. He's like, why can't I be Kurt Russell in this? That's a thing I ask myself every day. Fair point. Um, but Abed's is like, you can do whatever you want, as long as you know what that is. For Abed, it's Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms on TV. Uh, later on in the cafeteria, uh, Annie 
is Annie comes up to Troy and gives him a blanket. Now, this blanket is the blanket that her grandmother used to court her grandfather. Correct. Um, Troy responds, that's pretty hot. Yes. <laughs> Which is an <laughs> odd... <laughs> like... To be fair, it is the funniest way to react to that situation. <laughs> yes. Um, yet again, Troy exists to make the weirdest comments at the weirdest times. So In the weirdest way. It. It's great. Um, he also said that he was just going to use some newspapers. So, <laughs> you know, what, what's good for, you know, a rabbit's cage is good for me. It's good for a date out on the quad. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Troy kind of leaves quickly with it. And Shirley's like, Annie, tell him how you feel. And he's very scared, which I get. She's eight, uh-huh. she, in, in fiction. She's 18. Totally get it. Shirley tells her that love's a gamble. So you have to roll the dice or lose your turn. <laughs> And then he decides to roll them. She she makes a, she's like I'm gonna roll them, and she she makes like she's like shaking some dice in her hand, and it is the most exaggerated, violent jerking off mm-hmm. motion. And she Shirley, just she, Shirley's <laughs> like shake uh, roll roll them in your mind, roll them in your mind. Because I I love the fact that Shirley knows what this is, and it's like let's just stop that. It's very good to me. Shirley exists as a weird, like, Shirley knows a lot of stuff she that sure does. she would never say in polite company. And I appreciate that about Shirley an awful lot. It's a, it's, it's a gr- good thing that Shirley has, I think. Vaughn's band is also about to start playing. And so they go to watch. Britta is, is there to try to, like, show support and try to, you know, f- f- build a bridge and the song is literally all about Britta and how much she sucks with right. lyrics like, I'm getting rid of Britta, getting rid of the B. So uh, there's also, I've never noticed it before, but there's a, a stand with um, copies of the album okay. uh, that he seems to have released. And the album uh, is called Some Worries, which I really appreciate. I thought that was his band because at the end, end of the episode, it's like, we've been some worries. Oh, okay. I thought it was the name of the album. But, which is okay. still hilarious. But yes, the song uh, is all about dumping Britta. Um, and uh, I get this song in my head every now and then. <laughs> It's catchy. It's, it's surprisingly it's, catchy. It's, it's not a not, good song. It's not fair for it to be this catchy. It's not fair. It's really not. It's good. I mean, I don't uh, know that I'd call it good, Well, but I mean, it's catchy. Well, it's good at sticking in your brain and being like, well, I'm going to just turn on right now because you need to you need to hear this right now. It's like, I did. Did I? Did, honestly, did I? Mm-hmm. I guess I did. I also really love how using and not like i mean he does say the word bitch in the opening line of the song yeah but i do like how the refrain doesn't say it probably because on nbc like you can say bitch but you can only say it so many times yeah you, right? you've you've used your allotment and they also uh the uh pierce is singing backups and he's and he's like she's a gdb like can't say that on nbc either no you cannot i do just love how much this like breakup song really loses its sting when you're like 
you're a B. Like, <laughs> that's... It's true. That's what nine-year-olds say when they they break up with their fake boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. um, because they're nine. And I can't say that because I'm nine. It's not even a real relationship because you're nine. And <laughs> so you say, well, you're a B. And then... Like, that's the most hurtful thing anyone has ever said to you. And if your Um, teacher hears it, you still get detention. Right. So I just, I love that it's like, yeah, yo, you're, you're such a B. And it's like, cool. Cool. (laughs) All right. We're at least college aides here. Uh, Britta does still take offense to this though. To be fair, it is like when you're a liar, you know, like, whoa, that's, that's an accusation. If somebody wrote a song uh, a breakup song about me i would be totally fine with it until it catches on Ooh, f- first off fair point i would agree with that like if somebody uh wrote a song uh called uh screw ben mm-hmm. and it's all about how ben is stupid and uh needy or you know whatever whatever, what, whatever reason whatever you are i'd be like heh that's pretty cool. Um, I'd probably set it as my ringtone for a week just because. <laughs> but then the moment like it starts showing up on Spotify playlists and I yeah. might get my my coffee and and that song comes on and then I'm like, well, crap, it's yeah. not fun anymore. Yeah, you're because I'm that guy. I'm the guy. I'm it, the Ben in the song. <laughs> I like, I like, it's like, but that's, but that's me. I, you don't, oh no. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to walk around and it's like, oh, your name's Ben. Huh? Isn't it funny that the song's written for somebody like you? It's like, it was actually me. I did work at a Safeway just okay. after high school. And I worked, one, uh, one of the checkers was uh, named Tiffany. And of course the song Breakfast at Tiffany's came on oh, yeah. the Muzak system a lot. And literally every time some doofus in the checkout line uh, would see her name tag and then be like, huh, huh, this is your song. Huh. So that's not even clever. So like if, yes. if, if you were going to be clever, it's like, oh, hey, where, what, what are you serving for breakfast this week or something like that? Like, that's where you need to go. You need to make a joke. You can't just be like, oh, you're obser- I observed your name. My feeling on using a name in a song is that if the song ever gets popular, you have damned an entire section of the population. <laughs> you are married to a woman named Stacy. Ask ask her how she feels about the song Stacy's mom has got it going on. That is fair. You know what? It's what you said was funny and now it's real. Now it's real. But right? I'm also uh, my name is Mike the most in in the Western world, the normalest <laughs> name possible. Later on at Abed's. Unless you have anything else to say about getting rid of the B as a song. No, I do not. Okay. I just I love how Pierce is is just mailing it in though. It's so good. Later on at Abed's, Jeff is really leaning into this new lifestyle. They're watching the Jeffersons and eating cereal. I do want to point out that Jeff is eating cereal out of uh, Tupperware, mm-hmm. indicating that Abed probably only has one bowl. I mean, how much? How many bowls does Abed need? 
one. But I just that fits Abed to me. It it and it fit my my dorm lifestyle. When I was in a dorm, I had one bowl because you got to wash that in in the community sink, like. You know, I mean, we we actually had a little suite between uh, between uh, me rooms. too. I don't know why I went ooh when I had the exact same situation. But still, you gotta you gotta wash it in that sink, and like that's it's the bathroom like yeah. area. Like that's where I go to clean myself and then discreetly eliminate waste. Yeah, you, you don't want to be sitting there washing a bunch of bowls. You use that one bowl, and then you wash it out immediately, and then. Or you let let it sit around and it gets gross. Right. Well, and also, your, one of your sweet mates comes back from a rager and is like, hey, I really got to use the bathroom. I drank too many Natty Lights. And you're like, I, I got to clean my bowl because I need I need cereal in there. I need ramen right now. But no, I just, I like I like that little detail. Um, yeah, I think good. community does a good job with a lot of the little details sometimes. And that's, I agree. that's a good one. They get a little bit real because... Yeah. Um, you know, Jeff starts talking about how, he, you know, because uh, Abed says something about like, it, it's nice to have someone to watch TV with. My dad never wanted to do that. Uh, yeah. I was I was kind of raised by TV. And Jeff says, well, TV is the best dad there is. Doesn't come home drunk. Doesn't miss your ball game. It It's never abusive. Uh, it's just it's there for you. Britta comes in, and I didn't really have anything important about what they talked about. Uh, but Pavel comes in, who's from Poland, and starts singing Vaughn's song. Also, he's, he speaks in Polish, and um, it, it is already known canon that Abed is um, uh, half Polish. Uh, but he just starts talking Polish mm-hmm. with Pavel. And I, it's always cool to get... I mean, honestly, a lot of this show a lot of those details just kind of happen organically. And yeah, I, I really never, appreciate that. They're never really like, look at this thing we're doing. I mean, they're the big stuff they do of like, this is this thing we're doing. But the small things are just like, here you go. They make a big point out of stupid things. And then they make very small, almost throwaway moments out of important character things. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how community works. When Pavel sings the song, uh, Vaughn's song about Britta. Britta's like, I have a future murder victim to visit. So she does. She goes to band practice and Pierce is there. They're writing new songs and boy, howdy, his whole synth solo sucks butt. You know what? <laughs> it is I, bad. I was, I was noticing that all the characters were grooving to it. And here you come with the negativity of how bad it sucks. It's so bad. It is. It is music that I would never listen to <laughs> ever. It I, is. I don't really have a strong feeling about it. I just love the f- <laughs> the fact that you're like, the first thing I want to talk about is how bad this sucks. Look, it's bad. Okay. That it's they're they're doing like a reggae backbeat again. Yeah, and uh, well, when you know your 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 usual genre, you gotta go with. And it. Pierce That's is doing Weezer some thinks. weird, awful prog rock. Uh, uh, sorry, hold on. Did you just did you just diss Weezer? Like I did. Th- I okay, love Weezer, cool. but Weezer's kind of like I have to make the same song over and over and over and over no, again. I appreciate and that. Less I me- just, and less meaning to it each time because it's absolutely true. I just wanted to make sure we didn't 
like just gloss over you just digging on Weezer for a moment. Yeah, that was a character beat that was just going to be under the radar. And then Ben's like, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I saw something on the radar. Bring it up. So main screen, main screen, turn on. <laughs> so yes, uh, no, it's, it's that reggae backbeat, but he's trying yeah. to do some weird prog rock synth, uh, solo from like the 80s it's so bad and i hate everything going on with it it's funny i don't have a strong feeling about the 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 quality of it but i'm glad you do britta comes in is like what the hell vaughn and vaughn's like if you don't like my song you don't have to listen i'm an artist i write what i feel that's kind of a dick move Uh uh-huh but then pierce immediately is like hold on a second your song we wrote it together are you trying to garfunkel me and then vaughn (laughs) Maybe. Assuming to Garfunkel someone is to keep putting up with him, even though they're a fat, lazy cat who hogs the spotlight and eats all the lasagna. You know, Garfunkel. That classic Jim Darvis <laughs> comic, Garfunkel. <laughs> He's Jim the orange Darvis. cat who eats the lasagna. His his owner, Jarn, is uh, a cartoonist, and he's always kicking Orby off the table. <laughs> That classic Jim Darvis cartoon. I love it. I love Um, Garfunkel. Yeah, it's so good. I can't. I can't even. (laughs) Um, So Vaughn basically just gets really pissed and starts like throwing stuff at Pierce because he's like, he definitely has some kind of anger problem now. Right. If he didn't before. Um, Um, But Britta's very happy that Pierce defended her honor, even though he really did not. Uh, my my notes just to let you know where my head is at. Okay, is Vaughn loses his <laughs> period. Mm-hmm. There is a calyx because there's an IKEA calyx shelf in the room, <laughs> and my brain was like, "Hold on a second, a ca- IKEA Wait, calyx I ha- shelf." I found an important part of it. It's an IKEA shelf in a television show. <laughs> uh-huh. That's my note. What what can I say? Um, <laughs> Anyways, later oh, out man. on the quad, uh, Annie is basically giving Troy a tutorial on how to go on a date. Yeah, like a play-by-play. And he's like, she's kind of enjoying it as if they're kind of on a date right now. Oh, yeah. It's- she is playing Barbie dress up uh, with them as the yeah. Barbie and Ken dolls. They are on, they in her mind, they are on a date. She is getting straight up horny for this one. Like, you can see it in her expression. She is just like, finally, I'm going on a date with Troy the Wonder Boy, T-Bone himself, Troy Barnes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Troy is t- tells her, you, you know, you're really nice. We should have hung out more often in high school. And she she gets flustered at the very that, least. That's, that's the way to put I was going to say something that I was going to have to bleep because I was going to be like, she gets <laughs> So anyways. Whoa. <laughs> so so she kind of deflects and starts like remember that time you were in my backpack and and troy has such a great line read on i'm funny it's so good so he's like anyways gonna go off to my date now and she (laughs) says troy like she shouts troy wait i have something to tell you and then she panics Uh uh-huh she she does not decide to tell him that she loves him instead she says 
my appendix is bursting. That's the first thing that she came up with. You know what? Sometimes you just got to make a choice and you got to commit to the bit. And she does. She does because it cuts to the school health office. Patton Oswald is there. A treasure. A treasure. Um, he is the school nurse and, uh, uh, he is just like, so, uh, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been through this a million times. You two are sexual partners, right? She's like, no, 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 no. We're just friends. I have appendicitis. He, you know, feels her uh, uh, appendix. He's like, yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with you. And Troy is like, cool. I'll see ya. Yeah. Also, I don't, did, did, did Patton Oswalt's character get a name? Cause I just wrote Patton Oswalt each time. Uh, I think he does not have a name. Um, he calls himself the Hawkeye, which is a, which is funny. It's a reference to Mash. Mm-hmm. Well, I think somebody. I think that they referenced that a previous a couple episodes ago. Um, I mean, Abed references Mash a lot. Yeah, uh, he he's referenced it before, and he will reference it again. No, that's true. Um, it, it'll happen again. Um, either way, uh, Patton Oswalt. Uh, uh, Troy is about to leave and then Annie just screams and Patton Oswalt's like quarantine is the best idea and Troy you gotta get a safe distance away uh, so the East Lawn is a perfect distance so he decides to go to his date um, it's like oh this is a date here's some condoms and then Troy clutches them as he's like I'll be thinking of you I assume everything you said was correct because I was busy not listening <laughs> to you while looking up you know, I really Patton Oswalt's liked- name in community i really appreciate Um, doing this podcast with you my friend (laughs) when you're like i hope you're right because i wasn't listening at all i'll I'll fix it in post if it's it's fine um (laughs) i hope i got something wrong so you do have to fix it but i don't think i did so a couple of things first of all when i was googling it i am i almost typed in Patton oswalt mash and i'm like nope he definitely was not in that (laughs) Unless, <laughs> unless he's he, a time traveler, he's a time traveler, and that's why he's a treasure. Anyways, he's Nurse Jackie. The community wiki indicates that his hometown is Riverside, Colorado. Wait, doesn't he come? He must come back because I feel like I remember him talking about that. He is in multiple episodes. Okay, um, good. See, we're going to get to be- talk about Patton Oswalt some more, which is a positive thing for this podcast, I think. So now you know, Patton Oswalt's character, Nurse Jackie, hails from Riverside, Colorado. Department, Greendale Student Health Center. Position, nurse. Date of birth, unknown. We don't know it. Thanks, Community Wiki. You're pointless. <laughs> Not pointless. We've got to remember the give name of the Give me Nurse Jackie's birthday or give me nothing. Just assume it's Patton Oswalt's birthday and let's keep moving forward. We have so much to get through. So anyway, yes, where did where did you leave off? So I talked about how quarantine was the best idea and Troy gets condoms and and I love the fact that he when he after he gets the condoms, he kind of like clutches them to his chest and talks to Annie saying, I'll be thinking of you. Almost <laughs> in the way that he's suggesting that he'll be thinking of her while, you know, what you do with the condoms. Uh and Boning. I love that joke. Mm-hmm. Nurse Jackie uh makes a uh a joke and he's like yeah i'm kind of the hawkeye around here hey are you seeing anybody it's very funny very uh, good especially because annie's like wanting to go but Pat, uh, nurse jackie is like we have to keep you overnight policy we go to the cafeteria my note says jeff has gone too far down the abed rabbit hole that's an interesting way to put it I didn't. I didn't refer to what Jeff is going on at all, but he is definitely like disheveled again in a different way. 
in a very different way. Um, he is eating whipped cream directly from the can while getting he's, his giant thing of ice cream. He's just far too comfortable. He wasn't in Spanish class because they did a an all night night rider marathon. Right. Um, and Abed's like, hey, Britta, can I talk to you for a moment? You need to take Jeff back. Didn't have him. Don't want him, especially now. Yeah, Abed's like, he's just, he can't, he can't keep doing this. Like, you need he, to, he, you need to do something about this. He, he kind of refers to, to Jeff as if he's, it, it references E.T. Yeah, he, he makes a very direct comparison to Jeff as E.T., um, and you know, you, you, he came to earth and things were different and he needs to go back home. It's good for me and it's terrible for him. He suggests that Britta uses her lady parts to do it, which <laughs> very direct there, Abed. I get what you're going for, but very direct in the background. You can see Jeff walking through. He's not even wearing pants. Right. He just, Again, he's too got his boxers on. He, he like climbs over a couch to go get something out of the vending machine. And then he finds out that it's just open. And he's like, Abed, it's open. Come on. I mean, that's a good get. Yeah. You just get everything you want. Just go you, run. You find out that that, that uh, vending machine's open. Man, you're set. You just grab all the honey buns and just run. I love honey buns. Don't get me wrong. I just so it's so good. They're so tasty. They're terrible for you. They're My just buns and honey is sometimes they've got the little shortbread cookies with like the raspberry jam in the middle. Ooh, those are good. Those are great. Those are my go-to. I will say that in college in I think my first year, I got I like was drunk on the availability of, you know, a, a $300 stipend from my mom and I went to Walmart and bought too many snacks including a lot of honey buns and I just stuck them in my top drawer. And boy, that snack drawer ruled. <laughs> it's, and then it was also like, I learned it by its l- real name, diabetes. I was going to ask if uh, sticking it in your top drawer is a euphemism for eating it, shoving it directly in your face, and then lodging it somewhere directly in the old belly area. Just, you know. I mean, first no, then yes. <laughs> it was um, it was first in a drawer in my my dresser. Later on in Abed's dorm, Britta comes in to convince my my note says Britta comes in to convince Jeff that consumerism is good. Yeah, she doesn't believe a word of what she's saying for her, but she believes it for him. Um, uh, Jeff's like, "Thanks, Coach." Yeah, because her her very <laughs> Sorry, direct line thanks, is, coach. "Maybe if you put stain remover on a turd, you don't get a diamond. You just get a turd with less direction in life." <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, she had she had such a great friend speech earlier when he was looking at his condo yeah. um, for sale. And now she comes in and she's like, you're a turd. You're a freaking turd. You're a turd with no direction. Turd, turd, turd. turd Poop turd, emoji. Turd. I do really love the fact that because you know that that the first speech is what Britta actually thinks. So she, she knows where she's coming from. She knows that, you know, if she, if, if Jeff did this, he'd be a better person. And the second one is like, well, I actually have to, to go to his level and I don't know how to do that. So here's this, I guess. She tosses over this paper bag and it's got, uh, these very nice italian faucets in them i really love the fact that he she just basically hucks it at him and it just hits him in the stomach it's like ah what what the hell 
Yeah, that's got to hurt a lot. Yeah, considering those are, they those are, are metal. handcrafted metal Italian faucets. And then he looks at them and he's like, "Wait a minute. These are mine. This is th- this mark is exactly the right temperature for uh the uh I don't remember what he says. It was like cleansing combination skin or something. It's it's very funny. And uh it turns out Britta just broke into his condo and stole them. And yeah. she says, "Pick yourself up." And when you get an apartment, install those so that you can remember that once upon a time, you were kind of a douchey guy who gave a crap and you can be there again. I can be there again. Uh, He takes this as a sign is like, you're really into me. And she's like, you're the worst and leaves. Right. This is why I think it was this was intended to be uh, before Slater. I mean, if nothing else. Slater would have at, totally dumped his ass for being right. schlubby and living in uh, Abed's uh, uh, dorm. Also, he probably would have stayed with Slater for a bit. Exactly. Like, there, there's no way Slater has been it, introduced into this canon yet. Right. Either that or he's like, oh, hey, uh, I lost access to my condo. Uh, and then he texts Slater and he's like, I'm going to be in bermuda for Mm. the foreseeable future i like that don't text me i don't get good service here i like that until you remember that she teaches a class that he Uh is in it's not a good uh it's not a good lie unless usually a better liar than that unless he just stops going to that class for a while at the concert this little festival out under the stars uh pierce says to vaughn that he's out of the band um but he does he does do a very nice thing he's like but you know uh could you just lay off a britta i know you two have some beef but like she's she's a good person yeah uh vaughn's like i've moved on from britta and heads out on stage taking off his shirt and throwing it in in pierce's face yep we get those tiny nipples back again they're back Um, those tiny nipples go up on stage and they sing a song this one's about pierce uh again he's also a bee he's also a bee um and there's this little like uh, uh, kind of spoken word breakdown in the middle of it that I also occasionally get in my head. Um, oh, the not, rap it's break? Not really, it's, yeah, it's sort of a rap break, not really spoken word. Yeah, I was like, wait, what's spoken? I didn't, I didn't hear a jazz jazz poet come out. Uh, so yeah, so there's a there's a rap break, um, and I, I occasionally get that that whole part in my head, which is sort of unfortunate because there's a, the end part is like. Something about poo-poo in your pants and poo-poo in my heart. Yeah, yeah. His body made all wrinkles and folds, stupid and ugly. He smelled like a fart and poo-poo in his pants and poo-poo in my heart. It's it's not a great thing to have stuck in your head, friend. It's not. It's also, yet again, really just taking the edge off of anything (laughs) with this sort of band breakup song. Because Pierce isn't a bitch. He's a bee. Or a bastard. um, He's just a bee. He's just a bee. The the line "poo poo in your pants and poo poo in your heart" is yeah. again a thing that a net. We're taking it down to like five year olds now. Yeah, that's a thing a five year old would say to you. It is a thing that a five year old would say. A five year old wants to wants to play more Nintendo, and you're like, "No, it's bedtime." And that five year old's like, "Well, you've got poo poo in your pants and poo poo in your heart. You're a big fat poo poo head." And then then they're grounded. And then the nine year old comes in and calls you a bee, and then you're like, "You're grounded too." And then you get to play the Nintendo all night because they're grounded. 
parenting. And it turns out it was your plan all along to be be <laughs> accosted by your your kids, ground them, and then play the Switch. Time for that Animal Crossing, time, baby. Boy, howdy. When we release this, it, it will be after Animal Crossing comes out. And we'll be, we won't be doing anything else because we have nothing else to do because we're in our houses. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about nothing but Animal Crossing. And probably an episode of Community, but who knows? <laughs> we, might, we might transition this podcast to an Animal Crossing podcast. Annie shows up to the date. Troy is doing exactly... In, in a hospital gown. Troy is doing exactly what annie suggested uh which is he's he's putting his jacket on her on his date annie comes up and she's like i have something that i need to say she again hesitates for a moment and then she's like i want my my nana's blanket back and forcefully removes it from underneath Mm. the, the two on this date and uh she sort of starts going off and and shirley's there and Shirley is just like, yeah, let's let's go find you some pants. Yeah, uh, she she walks by Shirley and initially says, I know it's not what we wanted, but it was huge for me to do this. And she's like, I know. Let's go find you some pants. You know, I and can appreciate kind of, that. There yeah. are times in my life where it's like normal people could totally have done this easily. This was a huge endeavor yeah. for me. And I interpret Shirley as somebody that like, ex- like accepts you as you are, like at least tries to. Annie is an 18-year-old that isn't super confident in herself mm-hmm. yet. I feel like Shirley has probably been there before. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you can tell that based on the way that she reacts. She's she's grown into who she is, and she knows that Annie needs to do the same. And as much as she can give her, you know, the uh, advice to do so, she can't make her do a thing. And she would rather Annie do what she needs to do than right. force her to do something. And I think that's a... You know, I think that's an interesting Shirley arc that just accepts like, yeah, I know. Let's get you some pants. And then there's a funny thing because she's not wearing any pants. It's true. She is not wearing any pants. Jeff and Britta uh, are sitting there. Jeff's back to his old self. He is very well put together. He's back to a well put together attractive man Mm. instead of a, a disheveled attractive man. Abed is also there. And um Uh, Jeff realizes the world was better with him in it. And uh, he does thank Britta for caring about him, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Abed comes up and this is Jeff tells him that uh, he checked into a motel and is looking for apartments. Jeff does have the sort of reaction where he's like, you would have let me stay there forever. And Abed's like, yeah. And then uh, Jeff gives Abed a big hug. And yeah. um, Abed acts nonchalant. And he's like, you're a huge nerd. It's great. Oh, and this is when Pierce is like, this song is about me. It's about me. Look at me. Which is similar to what apparently you would do. No, I'd be like, no, no, no. uh, No, it's not about me. Uh, It's a different Ben. Forget you ever met me. My name's not Ben. It's Sven. Um, Oh. Anyways, uh, we do get sort of a uh, camera pull back on this big crowd. I just wanted to point it out. There's a guy in the crowd with drumsticks that he is just beating together on the beat why does this man have drumsticks we don't have we don't have the time to really go into this but you know audience i want you to think about why this might be i will give my theory and then we will move on yes part of the opening band Hmm. okay it's that is my theory is it 
normal for a drummer to be like, cool, we were the opening band. Now we're in the crowd. I'm still holding my drumsticks. Who knows? Who knows what drummers do? I don't play the drums. From what I understand, drummers are weird. So who knows? Drummers tweeted us at Good Greendale. We go to the tag and Pierce is working on his own diss track. And all about poo poo and pee pee. It is a a really childish, bad diss track. Um, I have nothing more to say. I do. I do like the fact, and this has always bothered me, not bothered me, but like been interesting to me. And I just realized what they're probably going for. Uh, Vaughn is watching them do this and he looks like he's either been crying or is sick. I always assumed he was sick, but it's clearly he's been crying about because he's been watching them basically diss him to his face. And it's like, this isn't over, but I never uh, for until today thought, Oh, he's been crying about this. I thought he was like, why, why are they making him line read when he is sick? Like he is clearly <laughs> sick. Okay. But he has been crying about what they're saying about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I think that, you know, not to go too deep into it. Like that poo poo pee pee nonsense is real to Vaughn. Okay. No, I think that's a good take because here I am like, oh man, it's calling Britta a B instead of using, you know, the real word, except for that one time mysteriously. Um, I was like that, that really just sort of takes the edge off. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that in Vaughn's life, somebody being like, well, you're a B is like a really hurtful thing. I have another okay. theory, though, uh, that this is similar to Good Place, where they can't actually say the words, uh, but they're yes. actually trying to put the words out there. Yes. That is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for... Grades. So I think this is actually a really good... Uh, this is a really good episode of Community, because it, it has something for everybody to do. Um, even if it's kind of small, like Pierce's kind of talk to Vaughn, join his band, break up with the band. You know, he has something to do. It's not, no one disappears for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got something like Troy probably has the least to do, but he's still got enough to do that is interesting and funny. Um, I I think, I think you have interesting seeds of uh, character growth in Annie and you, you get a lot, a little bit more of Shirley of, of, Clearly, you get a lot of Jeff here. Um, I th- I think everybody kind of gets enough to do, and it has interesting places where they're going with their characters. And also, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, I I mean, there are some parts that you know that are a little ridiculous, like the poo poo pee pee nonsense and the the rap break. But you know, like you kind of accept that. And you know, I I you know some of some of, we've talked about this, and community comes out strong. And I don't think this is. I think this is part of the strength of community out the gate. And I think this is really good. So, uh, you know, I don't think it is as good as, as a couple of the other episodes we've had. So probably, you know, B plus a minus territory, but still, I think it's, I think it's very good. Yeah. I would agree with an a minus. Um, I think this episode is really good because you do get more inter-character interaction, which is, is really good. Especially, you know, in the the early episodes, you kind of got to start building those blocks for for later uh, episodes. I do also really enjoy that in this episode, it is the first time you sort of see Jeff grow as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really 
for the most part, uh, I don't really find much interest in shows where the characters are static, where a a character from episode season one, episode one is the same character in season seven, episode one, or what have you. Jeff is sort of the quintessential, uh, you know, he's he's he, from the beginning. I mean, he's a straight up douche. He is sort of the quintessential, uh, you know, he and I don't want to get uh, too much into spoilers. It's it's not really like, you know, after school special, the real villain was peer pressure or whatever. It's it's not so cheesy, but you do get a, like a, a fair amount of actual human moments of growth. Mm-hmm. And this is that first bit where we get that with Jeff. And I think it's a great. Uh, it's a great intro into like, okay, this show is going to be more than just a bunch of very, admittedly very funny quips. Um, I think everyone in this episode has uh, some heart in that, you know, Jeff learns to, to you know, be a, a kind person. Britta gives good advice. Shirley takes care of Annie. Annie tries her best to stand up for herself. Sure. Troy goes on his first date. Abed helps Jeff. And even Pierce is like, hey, you know, don't pick on Britta. Yeah. She's, a, she's a good person. It's nice to see him do something generally on the right side of the scale. Yeah. And so I think I think this is a good new sort of step for the show, um, you know, uh, eight episodes in. Um, so I think it's great. Um, I'm going to say A-. minus. We want to know what you think about this episode. Uh, is it an A minus episode? Is it different? It, what do you think about? What else did we talk about? This was wild. I, How I cut, did you like our quarantine cast? I cut a whole lot out of the middle. I don't even remember what we said anymore. How do you react when a, when your dad calls during the middle of a podcast? Yeah. How do you feel about? the use of the word be in a song <laughs> what do you think about the poop emoji what do you think about whatever else we talked about uh, i've lost you remember mind. it better than we do to a hundred percent certainly on this one. do you can tweet at us at good greendale and you can find uh our contact form on goodmorninggreendale.com um is there anything else we can even say at this point um, I, I think if we talk more, our voices will go. It's true. It took us two hours to get to this point between the audio issues and my dad <laughs> calling. I don't know about you, but I have not eaten dinner yet. I have not um, eaten dinner and I'm very excited to have a very late dinner tonight. I won't stall anymore. Until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck. Let's that's see how... Hard, that's hard to do. <laughs> Let's see how that gets